I decided to title my, entitle my message, uh, Listen. And I just thought about that as I was sitting right there in that seat. And the Lord was pulling together uh, my message for me. So the name of the message this morning is entitled, Listen. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, open our ears that we may hear. And Father, may we be drawn closer to you as we listen to your wonderful voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'd open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13, in fact, before you go there, let's go to Jeremiah 29, and then we'll go to Matthew 13. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. The Bible says there, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Verse 12 says, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And this is the verse uh, that Malin read this morning. Verse 13 says, And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me, with how much? All your heart. All your heart. God wants us to seek him with all our heart. And he wants us to listen to him with all our heart. Because when we do any of these half-heartedly, we run the very uh, tremendous risk of not hearing or finding him at all. And in, in Matthew chapter 13, we find a parable that really illustrates this point. Matthew 13, Matthew 13 and verse 3. Bible says they're speaking of Jesus. Thank you. He spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Matthew 13, verse 3. A sower went forth to sow. And when he had sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. And so Christ here begins to, to uh, give this parable to those around him. And he tells of the story of a sower sowing the seed. And some fall on good ground, others fall on not so good ground. And uh, I can imagine Jesus sitting back saying, did you hear that? Did you get it? And uh, the disciples come to him in the very next verse. Verse 9 says, Whosoever has ears to hear, let him hear. And then verse 10 says, The disciples came and said unto him, Why do you speak unto them in what? In parables. 
Why do you speak unto them in parables? Why don't you just say it plainly? And beloved, let me give you the answer. It's found in Jeremiah 29, the verse we just read. You will seek me and do what? Find me when you search for me with all your heart. In other words, beloved, the Bible wants us to understand, God wants us to understand that only when we seek God with all our hearts will we hear what he's actually saying. Now, Jesus expected when he gave this parable, he expected the people to say, ah, I get it. But listen to what happens. Verse 11. He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Okay, why? It says, for whosoever has to him shall be given, and he shall have more than abundance, but whosoever has not from him shall be taken away even that he has. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing do what? See not, and hearing do what? They hear not, neither do they understand. In other words, the reason why they did not get the parable is because they weren't really listening. They weren't really seeking. Verse 14, it says, And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, saying, By hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have what? Closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their hearts and should be converted and I should heal them. And then he says in verse 16, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. The difference between understanding the word of God, between understanding what God has to say to us is simply in listening. Listening with how much? All your heart and all your soul and all your mind by seeking with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And speaking about listening, you know, we live in a society today that is very loud, very noisy. And beloved, it's becoming harder and harder to do what? To listen. To just stop and listen for God speaking to us. And this is what this parable is really all about. Notice Jesus goes on to explain the parable in verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and does what? Understands it not. Then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. In other words, this group of hearers, these people who receive seed by the wayside, they may have heard, but were not really what? Listening. So it just kind of went right over their, their heads, the Bible says. They weren't listening. They didn't understand. And beloved, in today's society, there are many people who will listen for a minute, minute, listen for a moment, and because their hearts are not really into seeking God with everything that they have, they hear, but it doesn't what? Make sense. It just doesn't add up. 
and once they make up in their minds this doesn't make sense, then they say, well, I don't want to hear anymore. And the Bible says that the one behind this is actually the devil who comes and takes the seed right out of their minds and says, hey, this is foolishness. Don't even worry about it. Don't even listen. How many of you would like to be those kind of listeners this morning? I hope not. You shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Verse 20. But he that receives seed in stony places, the same is he that does what? Hears the word and anon with joy receives it. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. This group of hearers represent those who, listening to the word, at first heard it, but once persecution begins to arise because of decisions that are made or decisions that need to be made, because it gets hot, they decide, you know what, I'm not going to do what anymore? Listen anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to follow anymore. I'm tired of, of listening to God's voice because when I listen, all that happens is persecution. Before I listened to God, everything was fine. Now I'm listening to God and, oh, this is going wrong and that's going wrong. Beloved, who do you think is behind the persecution? It's the enemy of souls and his very purpose is to try to get us to stop listening for God, for the wonderful message of salvation. Verse 22 goes on to read, He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes what? Unfruitful. Beloved, there are those who hear the word, who receive it with joy, who are glad for the word. However, they're just too what? Busy to really, really commit to God. So we hear the word, we listen, we're, we're joyous, we're doing the things that we hear the word say. However, we're coming to church and we're doing all these things. However, there's something about the busyness of our lives that really prohibits us from really, really taking that time to listen to God. And what the Bible says is that eventually the cares of the world actually choke our desire to listen for God. And soon before you know it, we're no longer what? We're no longer listening. We're no longer hearing. And then verse 23, but he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and does what? understands it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. This last group of people represent those who not only hear the word of God, but understand it, and listen to it, and it brings forth fruit in their lives. They are continually listening for God. They don't allow anything or anyone to take away they, their time and their desire to seek out God with how much? All their hearts. Beloved, as we listen for God, God wants to speak to us in so many, many different ways. And God is inviting us 
to listen. Do you know what would happen if we really, really listened to God? Do you know our hearts would be broken? You know how, how much we would be drawn to Jesus if we listened to him in all the ways that he's trying to speak to us? Do you realize God wants to speak to us through nature? But we don't have time to what? Listen. He wants to speak to us through our relationships with one another. He wants to speak to us in so many different ways. But beloved, one of the greatest ways in which God wants to speak to us is through his word. Now, I want to share a message with you. But you've got to what? Listen. Okay. Are you ready to listen? By the way, this message is found in the sanctuary. And that's what we've been talking about uh, for the last couple of weeks. But this is such a beautiful wonderful message that God has for us. So are you ready? Shh. Listen. This is found in Exodus 25. And the Lord spoke unto Moses. You can turn there if you can't read it up here. Exodus 25. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. Of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, he shall take my offering. And this is the offering which ye shall take of them. Gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skins dyed red, badger skins and shittim wood. Oil for the light, spices for anointing oil and for sweet incense. Onyx stones and stones to be put in the ephod and in the breastplate. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Exodus 25, 1-8. Did you hear that? Beloved, God gives Moses the instructions to build a sanctuary. And he lays out for them... Articles of of, uh, uh, different building blocks, as it were, to come and to build the sanctuary. Gold, which is the first thing he, he lists, gold represents faith in the Bible. Notice what the Bible says in 1 Peter 1, 7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of what? Gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. But, beloved, the Bible tells us that faith comes by what? Hearing. The very first message that God wants to relay in the very articles that he is going to use to build a sanctuary, the very first thing he says to us in the sanctuary message is what? Listen. Because faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen, he's saying. That is the foundation of his message. And you remember that we said the sanctuary, the Bible says, thy way, O God, is where? In the sanctuary. That's where his gospel is. And beloved, what I just read to you is, the, is a beautiful message of the gospel. That what you just read, bring gold and goat's hair and all those things, is the message of the gospel. And if you listen, you will hear something powerful. What was next? How many of you remember? You got your Bibles open there. What was next? Silver. Notice, beloved, that silver represents the word of God. Psalms 12, 6, the words of the Lord are pure words as what? Silver tried in a furnace of earth. 
purified seven times. Beloved, God wants to direct us to the word of God. He wants us to listen for his word. Salvation comes through our depending upon the word of God. We've got to take that time and sit down with our Bibles and listen for God speaking to us through his word. Amen? You know, the devil wants to take our take away our faith. He, want, he doesn't want us to listen. He wants to take away our time from sitting down with the word of God, which is as pure silver. The devil doesn't want us to listen to any of this, but God says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to hear. I want you to read the word of God. What was next? Brass or bronze. And, and beloved in the Bible, brass in a negative sense, represents obstinacy, but in a positive sense, it represents steadfastness. Listen, Isaiah 48, 4 tells us, because I knew that thou art what? Obstinate. What does it mean to be obstinate? Stubborn, hard-headed. And thy neck is as iron as an iron sinew, and thy brow is brass. In other words, beloved, in the positive sense, brass means to be positively stubborn. The devil does not, does not like positively stubborn people. Man, he just won't give up on Jesus. What else am I going to do? God is telling us here, beloved, to be what? Steadfast. Be steadfast. And beloved, society is geared today towards encouraging us to give up our walk with God, to throw up our hands and say, you know what? Just forget it. What was next? What was next? Blue. How many of you know what blue represents in the Bible? Well, it's too late now. You all know. Numbers 15, 38, and 39. Speak unto the children of Israel and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations. And that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon of what? Blue, and it shall be unto you for a fringe that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and what? Do them. So, beloved, in God using blue as part of the sanctuary, what he was saying to us was part of the gospel message is not only to be steadfast, but to be what? Obedient. The Bible says Jesus was obedient even unto death. Beloved, we should have the, the, the principle of blue written all in us, all over our garments. The beautiful, how many of you are listening? You hearing something now? What was next? Purple. And you realize in the Bible, beloved, that purple is a symbol for kings and priests. In fact, in Mark 15 and verse 17, the Bible says, And they clothed him, that is Jesus, with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it about his head. And then they began, began to mock him, saying, King of the what? Jews. Purple was one of the colors that the priests wore on their garments. That color purple represents kings and priests. And beloved, God in the gospel message says, I want to make you what? Kings and priests. In fact, in Revelation chapter 1, you don't need to turn here, but in Revelation chapter 1 verse 5, if you're writing, you can just write it down. Revelation 1 verse 5, the Bible tells us, And from Jesus, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, 
and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God and his father. The Bible tells us, beloved, that the goal of the gospel is for Jesus to make us what? Kings and priests. Next was the color scarlet. And scarlet in the Bible represents permanency. If you notice Isaiah 1 verse 18, the Bible says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet. And the actual Hebrew meaning for the word scarlet is double dye. Double dyed. In other words, it was dyed twice. It's, it's permanent. And the Bible here is saying, Though your, your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though your sins be so permanent, I can make them white. And God is telling us, beloved, that through the permanency of his sacrifice, he can make us what? As white as snow. What was next? Fine linen. And that, as you see, represents righteousness. How do we know that? Revelation 19.8 tells us, and to her was granted, talking about the church, was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Beloved, the gospel message is, now whose righteousness is the righteousness of the saints? It's Christ's righteousness, but he gives it to us, and then he says, that's your righteousness. That's his gift to us. In the gospel message found in Exodus 25, 1-8, God is even telling us that he is going to make us righteous through the righteousness of Christ. And beloved, he tells us, I want you to listen because I've got a message of love for you. I can make you righteous through the sacrifice of my son. What about goat's hair? That was what was next. Beloved, goat's hair... According to Exodus 26 and verse 7, it says there, Thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle. The goat's hair represented the covering of the tabernacle. And it's beautiful, beloved, because inside the tabernacle, what did you have? Talking about inside the tent. What was inside the tent? You had all this gold and precious stones and all these things that decorated the inside of the sanctuary. You had the presence of God inside the sanctuary. But were you to stand and look at that sanctuary from outside, all you would see is this measly goat's hair. Who would want to go? There's nothing comfortable. I mean, come on, it's like driving by and you know you see a shack on the outside. But when you go inside, it's like a mansion. Who would ever build a house like that? Beloved, the goats here represents God coming in the flesh. For you and I, 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the what, everyone? In the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up, into glory. What was the next thing that was listed there? Ram skins dyed red. Now, what in the world could ram skins dyed red represent? Exodus 26 14, and thou shalt make a covering for the tent. Here's another covering of ram skins, but the ram skins was to be dyed what color? 
red. What do you think that symbolized? The blood, the sacrifice of Christ. This was to be a covering above the badger skin. Notice Genesis 3.21. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. In other words, when Adam and Eve sinned, God had to take an, an innocent animal and kill that animal to cover, to provide clothing to cover Adam and Eve's sin. Our sin caused his death. So the ram skins dyed red represents the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. How many of you are hearing the gospel? Beloved, God says, I want you to what? Listen, so many times we come to the word of God and we read, we see, but we don't what? See, we hear, but we're not listening. Why? Because God says you must search me, search for me, and seek me, and listen with all your heart. Badger skin. This was simply seal skin. It was a brown, just absolutely no comeliness to it. Represents humility. Notice what the Bible says here. Let this mind be in you. Let me jump back a little bit. The badger skin was another covering for the tent. There were three coverings for the tent. Goat skin, ram skins dyed red, and badger skin. Notice what the Bible says here. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no what? Reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Philippians 2, 5-8. The badger skin represents, beloved, Christ's humility. He didn't show off and come and say, hey, look who I am. He was a humble servant. And the badger skin covering the tent is another aspect of the beautiful, glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, the shittim wood was a type of tree that was very thorny. And of course, you see up there, I wish I had done this kind of different because you all are cheating. What, is, what does shittim wood represent? The thorns and the curse. Remember, beloved, in Genesis 3, 17 and 18, and Adam, and unto Adam he said, Because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife, and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake, in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life, thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. So now God in the sanctuary requests them or requires them to use shittim wood as part of the sanctuary service. And it was a very thorny wood. It represents, beloved, Christ becoming a curse for us. Notice John 19, 1, 2. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers platted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple Roll, beloved, they are dressing the sanctuary and did not even realize it. Mocking God's sanctuary because Christ said, destroy this what? Temple, and I'll build it back again in three days. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the what, everyone? Curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. Are you listening? 
Are you seeing the beauty of the gospel message found in Exodus 25 in the sanctuary? There was oil. That was the next thing. Oil given for light. That oil represents the Holy Spirit. It was the anointing oil. Acts 10 verse 38 tells us how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Beloved, the oil for the light represents the oil of the Holy Spirit shining in our lives. How many of you would like that oil in your lives? Yes, God says through his sanctuary, it is my purpose in the gospel message to fill you with the oil of the Spirit. There were spices, and in in the Bible, in old times, spices were used to preserve. We're almost coming to an end here. Coming to an end. Psalms, I'm sorry, Jude 1 verse 24 tells us, Now unto him that is able to do what? Keep or preserve you. Keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. 2 Timothy 4.18, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will do what? Preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Now, I really hope you follow me because you're still not listening yet. Spices are used to preserve and God says, I will preserve you. That is part of the gospel message that is found in his sanctuary. What was next? Sweet incense. Beloved, we know that incense, according to the Bible, Revelation 8.3 represents prayer or intercession. Revelation 8.3 says, And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. Bible also tells us that Jesus Christ intercedes on our behalf in the heavenly sanctuary. This is the gospel message. Stones, which was the next thing listed, onyx stones and precious stones, stones simply represent preciousness. Notice 1 Peter 2.5. Ye also as lively stones, as lively what? Stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So God says, you, beloved, are precious stones to me. Did I make you feel nice? He says, I love you. You're precious to me. And the final thing listed, beloved, was the ephod and the breastplate. The ephod was worn on the forehead, the breastplate over the heart, which simply means that God or the high priest, symbolic of Jesus Christ, has us on his mind and on his what? Heart at all times. Amen? Beloved, the gospel message is all over the Bible. Hebrews 4, 15, 14 and 15, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And because of that, beloved, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you are right now, God says, I, you are on my heart and in my mind. Even if you're the most wicked sinner out there in the world, God says, you're still on my heart. You're still on my mind. Now, beloved, let's recap a little bit. Are you ready to listen? Gold represents what? Hearing. Silver represents the word of God. Brass represents 
steadfastness. Blue represents obedience. Purple represents royalty and priesthood. Scarlet represents permanency and the blood. Fine linen represents what? Righteousness. Goat's hair. The covering of God in the flesh. Ramskins dyed red. Christ sacrificed for us. What else? Badger skin represents Christ's humility. Shittim wood, thorns, and the curse. Oil for light is the what? Holy Spirit. Spices for anointing oil is preservation. Sweet incense, intercession. Stones, preciousness. The ephod, the mind, and the breastplate, the heart. Now I want you to listen to what you did not hear when I first read that. This is the message of the, of the sanctuary, the beautiful gospel message found in Exodus 25. In the very order in which these items are placed is a message for you and I, and here's what it is, beloved. Read it with me. Hear the word of the Lord. Be steadfast and obey, and I will make you kings and priests through the permanency of my blood and righteousness. I will cover you by the sacrifice of my humility and take your curse upon me. And by my spirit, I will preserve you and intercede for you, bearing you as precious upon my mind and heart. Listen. Listen. The devil has us so caught up that we don't have time to listen. We don't have time to sit and listen to all the ways in which God is trying to speak to us and to woo us closer and closer to him. Beloved, you shall seek me and find me when you what? Search for me with all your heart. Heavenly Father, teach us to listen, Lord. Father, as you spoke through your Son, the parables found in the Word of God, people were too busy to listen. They had so many other things going on that they had no time to listen. And Father, even in our time, as we read your Word, we see, but we do not see. We hear, but we do not hear. Oh, Father, help us to stop, to slow down and to listen. That the enemy of souls will not come and take away the seed. That he will not choke it with the deceitfulness of riches. That he will not cause it to wither by the persecution and the trials that we go through. But Father, may we hear and listen and understand. And because of your message of love for us, bring forth fruit unto righteousness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.